right, welcome back to the Game Dev Breakdown Podcast. My name is Todd Mitchell. With me tonight is my friend John Scheiber. How you doing, John? <laughs> Wild gesticulating action for the camera. If you're watching on YouTube, if you're not watching on YouTube, check us out. We uh, drop what's segments throughout you? the week. And yeah, what's wrong with you? And we uh, put up the whole show on Fridays for anybody who's interested. Anyway, how you doing, buddy? What's been going on? Man, I'm doing well. Been busy. Still haven't really had time to play games. I think I played GTA 1 game uh, last week, and that was about all I, I managed to get in. Um, I like that when it snows in a game, it's it's fun to me. <laughs> yeah, the weather's nice, yeah. And tonight we're going to talk about promoting your game, promoting on social media, promoting on your own website. I'm going to walk you through things that I did when I launched my first game last year. You can stop me anytime. Let's talk about stuff and go through details. Does that sound good? Yes, I I have a lot to say about this because there's some good general guidelines that can be borrowed just from branding. Yeah. So here we go. We're, yeah, we're going to go all over the scale because there are, there are little tidbits I've looked up. Um, there are common sense things that I think a lot of people come up with and go like, here's something that makes sense. And then come to find out like not so much because social media has weird rules. Twitter uses a weird algorithm for what you see when you when you log in and Facebook God only knows what goes on behind the scenes at Facebook. So yeah. <laughs> when you when you have ideas questions, stop me. Everybody knows how important marketing is and time after time nobody's doing it. People we no. talk to like we'll talk to somebody and go like where can people find you and follow you and they'll go like um, I'm not I'm not really online right now. Like, oh. Oh. I, I just have to put this disclaimer at the beginning of this discussion. I yep. am the literal. I'm about to probably no wishful thinking. I'm definitely inspiring you. I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on the limb to say that because I've been reading a lot of cool stuff about this. But when I say this, I got to put this caveat at the beginning. I'm still learning how to do it in my own life, and I'm terrible at it. And that is that is the regular social media posts. Go on. Yeah. No, that's completely fair. I'm not bagging on these people because I'm as I listed these things, I came across stuff that I hadn't done yet and intended to do or didn't know I should do. Everybody's got some point where they're like, okay, I've pushed it this far. I didn't do this part. I ran out of time. That's the entire thing. When you're developing a game and you're solo or you're on a small team, you probably don't have somebody dedicated to social media like 24-7 or even uh, 20, 30, 40 hours a week. It's tough to keep up with all the things that are a good idea. So what yeah. I'm going to do is from a common sense point of view, and common sense doesn't mean that I did it correctly, <laughs> but we're going to talk about how I should have started, how I think other people should start, and then how that's going to flow outward. And it's going to start with your personal like studio development website. So in my case, my studio is called Artistry Master Systems. I started a site. It was actually pretty close to when I was going to release my game. But generally, you want to start your website and have it in place about as soon as your first game is in the stage where you've got visual stuff to look at. Like, you wrote a design document, fine. If you have some decent artwork or uh, maybe a basic prototype or something, you need to be online at the very least. If you don't have a website yet, you don't have a designer or you're not a web person or whatever, get hosting and a domain in place and... Do something like go to GoDaddy or somebody who has like a one-click WordPress install. I think that's a phenomenal way to get online and give yourself a way to update whoever's coming to the site on a regular basis. Because the important thing is you got a place where your info is, you got a place somebody can look up the game, and you have some way 
to put out routine updates. Yes. Are, are you with me? Hundred percent. Get yourself a good website. That's what I want to see when I when I'm looking at a game. I know I want to see a website. Yeah, the the problem here at this part is we know people who do a lot of different kinds of creative things, bands, companies, businesses, uh, comic books, and and all sorts of stuff in our in our network of friends and acquaintances. People tend to pick a an odd corner of the social media sort of net, and from that corner they sort of run everything. Like you said, a Facebook page or an Instagram or a Twitter account. Yeah, I am of the mind, and I haven't always been the best about this, but I am of the mind that you need to start with the website. The benefit of this is when you start with the website, you have great content that's just going to flow outward, and you can put it everywhere you need it. Uh, if you've got great artwork, that obviously lends itself very well to putting together an outstanding website. You know, your concept art and your promotional material and, and all the stuff you are writing down as development updates, I mean, that stuff all makes very good website content that can easily be adapted for Facebook, spit some of that out on Instagram, whatever. But I, I don't think it's a good idea to go to one of those other corners and just stay there. Yeah. So I want to share some things that make great website content. One of them is obviously like routine blog posts, and you can call them whatever you want. Development updates, community updates, whatever they are, but there needs to be an ongoing dialogue from you to the audience, uh, letting them know, this thing's underway, we're working on it, we're working hard, we are considering how it's coming across to you, and uh, here's what you can look forward to. The better you are at this, I think the better shape you're going to be in when it's time to release. Yeah, just shows that it's moving along. Everybody wants to see that. Keeps the hype going a little bit. Yeah. There's always this balance between how much content's too much to, to put out to in, in certain areas and when it's not enough and you're just posting spam but i'm sure that's coming later <laughs> this is a balance yeah. you have to strike yeah don't overdo it i'm not gonna harp on that too much yeah use common sense like if you know you're just doing like uh john took a bowel movement today and broke the toilet you know it's don't 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 update people about that yeah I, it's just I, that was a huge pet peeve of mine um it, when you see somebody's projects going it's like they feel the need to constantly put out content and you should if you want to win big big points on the internet content regular content regular content regular sure. content but the trick is you just don't start spam posting this stuff that you make it meaningful you make your yes. you make your community updates on your site just very meaningful and dense and some guys are really good, depending on the game I've even seen, depending on what game I'm following. Um, some of them can be quick and can come in, in, in faster succession and keep people excited. And some of them are more like these several paragraphs and real detailed. So it, it's kind of weird. I don't know if it's a thing yet or a trend anyone's noticed, but is, from what I can tell is like it fits certain games differently. It's cool to see that, like how they how they reach out to the community and you go, hey, this is happening, this is happening. Yeah. yeah. And you mentioned, you know, letting people see the, the progression of the game. Another good way to do that is as soon as you've got something playable, uh, do some streams. Do some streams that you can host on the website. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, game development on Twitch is starting to become a real big thing. And you can either do like work sessions that are streamed if you've got stuff that people can see that you don't mind uh, not keeping under wraps. Or you can just have community managers jump on with a controller and go like, ah, here's the, the first level or here's the thing where we're uh, playing with these mechanics. Like streams are a good way to bring people to your door because, you know, inquisitive minds want to know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, streaming's cool. Streaming's going to do something pretty neat. Um, but not to talk about that right now, but that's going to be, it's going to be huge. 
Yeah, and and it's it's getting bigger all the time, but uh, studios and developers should be in in on that stuff. That's that's a great way to get people interested. I think another one I have down is the good old fashioned newsletter. If you're doing yeah. whether you're doing a WordPress site or a big big giant custom marketing project website, you can start a newsletter totally free. I started one with Mailchimp. And that's that's one of the bigger ones. I I don't know the names of all of them, but you can. It should be no problem to go out and find uh, a newsletter provider that will let you start for free. And when your audience reaches a certain size, it's going to be be well worth whatever they're asking for to expand that list and keep in fairly constant contact with people. If in fact you've got uh, a set schedule, if it's if you don't know when something's going to be done, don't don't bother people every week, but. If you're on a schedule and something's coming in six months, let people know what's going on. Hit their email with it. I I usually don't mind something like that if people are keeping it reasonable. Yeah. No, that's fantastic. I didn't even know there were services like that. That's an awesome, awesome thing to to utilize. Yeah. I in in my case, I um I started a, a real basic newsletter through Mailchimp. Like I said, I, I, I put the form up on my website, and then I offered to do sort of an AMA on Facebook for a group. After um, my stuff's all educational, so it doesn't all apply the same way. But I agreed to go and answer people's questions and talk to them about uh, my experiences and what my product was and and how things worked, how my benefit kids of a certain age or, or what what have you. And then I said at the end, like, by the way, I've got another project in the works. I haven't talked about it anywhere but here, and I'm going to be um, putting out regular updates on this. And if you want to go to my website, sign up for the newsletter, great. And several people did. Awesome. You know, <laughs> plus, plus three, plus five followers, whatever it is. It's definitely worth it to do that. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Okay. That was a really good tip. I'm into that. Um, another thing I put down was uh, podcasts. I know several studios who do their own podcasts. I so, think I I could see that being really cool, you know, a, kind of a loosey goosey way to to do a community update. Yeah, it's it's one of these things you either know right away if if it's the sort of thing that's for you or it's not for you. That probably strikes fear or at least great discomfort into a lot of people. Don't do it. Don't worry about it. No big deal. <laughs> but if you've got a yeah. couple of people who would like to um, fire up a couple of mics, goof around, maybe once a month, even whatever whatever you want to do. Have some fun. Put out some some updates that way. I think that's that's pretty good. There's one noteworthy studio here in St. Louis called, I believe, Butterscotch Shenanigans, and they have one of the most popular game development podcasts. Depending who you ask, they're either above us or below us. So, oh, I, I think iTunes they're well above us because they've got a bunch of subscribers. But they, I hear they they run a really great show from project to project. They just have this ongoing thing. So. That's awesome. So you That's can, cool. You can think outside the box a little bit. One big section of your website, once you have a project like this, is a press kit. And there are a few ways to do press kits, but to explain what it is if you're not familiar, a press kit is something somebody can quickly either pull up on screen or download. Ideally both. And it's going to give every bit of information necessary to like write an article or uh, put together a, a feature about your project so that if somebody comes from a website, my old buddies at thenerdstash.com, and somebody wants to go, yeah, let's put together a, a post about this great upcoming indie project. They can hit this thing up. They see a description. They see screenshots. Um, if you've got reviews or, or previews that have been written, uh, links to that stuff. I am going to pull up my uh, press kit page 
for letter taps. Oh, look, <laughs> look at this. Here's the uh, newsletter. Hey. So here's my website. We just saw the newsletter form pop up, which was working as designed. I do blog posts here on a somewhat regular basis. It's been a little while because I've been doing uh, personal projects. But So here under games, you can go to Letter Taps, my first commercial game for the studio. This is basically a big marketing page. Up top, this is sort of um, eh, sort of loosely search engine fodder here. This is just a promotional image. Like I said, when you're developing artwork for a game, you've just got everything you need. The background it comes from one of the screenshots. This is a, a header that I also used for Facebook. These are um, links to the iTunes and Google Play stores. Got a description of the game here. Here is a quote that I got from Mitchell Kriegman, the creator of Clarissa Explains It All, because I met him while I was doing journalism, and he agreed to give me just a nice little blurb uh, over over Twitter, which I have used to sell products. And, and so yes. you, you just got to use what you have. I haven't had a whole lot of reviews or ratings or anything, but I, I put information about the ones I do have and features. And um, there's a downloadable version of this that if you contact me, I can send you. That's all it has to be. It just has to be somewhere people can go to learn about your project. And uh, there, if you're using WordPress, it's very easy to just set up by yourself and go to my website and copy mine. I don't care. But <laughs> if you're doing your own website, there's... I think there's actual software called Press Kit. It's just sort of like a thing you can download and customize. Um, there's really no excuse not to have one. Would you say this was real quick? Press Kit? Yeah. I just want to look at it. Yeah, I'm just going to look at it real quick. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a downloadable thing. I'll even... Yeah, let me look at yours so I make sure I'm looking at the right thing. Because that sounds kind of neat. Okay, that's what it is. Press... Do PressKit.com? Okay. Yeah, on screen I have uh, Press Kit. I, I believe this is considered just an open source... Uh, thing by Ramy Ismail on Twitter. This guy has a bajillion followers. He's he's a really cool guy. I've chatted with him about things before. Hundred and thirty five thousand followers. You know what? Wow. For an indie developer, that's pretty solid. So it is. But he deserves it. He's put together a great tool that people have used. Again, if you if you're on WordPress, I would almost say just go ahead and format a page by yourself. Be, just because of the nature of how difficult it is to actually get this to. Uh, show up correctly, unless there's a plugin I don't know about. Gotcha. If you're doing anything else, this is a great way to put that stuff together, and it's just super adaptable, and it's got tons of good features. All this is to say, don't you dare develop a game and not have a press kit. That doesn't make sense. That's nonsense. <laughs> and it and it can't be it can't be your Kickstarter. I don't like I don't want you to use that as your hub. No, don't. <laughs> And we're not actually going to talk a ton about Kickstarter. Um, there are a few things that if we wanted to do like another week on this, we could talk about community management from like Kickstarter, Steam, Itch. Like there are, there are sites where they're all sort of their own community hubs. And I, I think for the purposes of what we're doing here, I'm going to focus on your studio's website and how to expand outward from there. That's awesome. So, and make sure your contact information is everywhere. That's That's a biggie. Don't... Don't be silly. <laughs> and, and this is, I know a lot of this stuff sounds like no duh, but we keep coming into stuff where it's like, we looked up, we tried to look up Kingdom New Lands after we talked about it. And there's, you can't even find it online. It's, I have no idea no. how such a big project goes without any sort of like, I couldn't find them on Twitter. Where is everything? <laughs> so it's weird, isn't it? Yeah, it's pretty weird. I don't even remember how I found out about that game. I think it was just in my feed on Steam one time, and I clicked on it. 
that's what it is. The places where it's actually sold and distributed, that's the primary source of, of knowledge for these games. And you owe it to yourself if you're working this hard. I understand the rush of like, this is this is released and now we get to do it and all, all of this. But you have to do the marketing part or you're you're going to be you're going to have such a bad experience. It's not going to be worth doing it again. And you don't yeah. want to do one project and then never touch the stuff again. That doesn't make sense either. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. They did drop the ball like that because I'm shocked. I'm surprised. It just doesn't seem like enough people have paid attention to it because I think it's very, very well, very well done. Before we go any further, I want to point out that one thing the press kit does allow you to do is go to, um, I'm going to pull this up on screen. Games Press is a place where you can write a free press release for your game. And if you don't write a free press release for your game, you are being silly again because this is a great way to get noticed. <laughs> Here's the thing, and I, I learned about this through the journalism process, but they will take your your press release. They don't guarantee that they'll put it out. They have to review it to see if it meets their standards and if it's worth circulating. But once they do, secondary websites pick it up. People People go to this resource to look at stuff they want to review and stuff they want to purchase and talk about, uh, things they want to stream and make videos about. It, it does not make any sense not to try your damnedest to get on Games Press. And I managed to do this even with my very small educational game for children. And my big trick was, uh, you, you look at this and you go like, eh, it's got to be formatted just so and all this stuff. Here's the magic trick. You pull up the form in, in one screen like you're going to start doing this. And then you go to one of the ones they did approve, and we're going to open up PictoPix. Oh, you have to have an account to begin with. But you, you pull up this press release anywhere where it is, and it's on several websites. I think they run them at Gamma Sutra, possibly. Several oh. others. You, you pull up the PictoPix press release, and you look at exactly what they did, and you obviously don't rip off the words, but you can definitely rip off the format, and you get a real good chance of them approving your press release. And there's nothing wrong with that because you're giving them exactly what they look for and you can get your game through literally free press. Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah. You're just using the format. It'd be, it'd be terrible if you just <laughs> copied and pasted their game description. <laughs> that would not benefit you. <laughs> not at say. all. That, that would be horrible. Yeah. But no, that's cool, man. Oh, that, that's, I like that too. That's what it was. There's, there's no form. There's an email address that you hit and they determine whether or not to uh, to do it. I bring that up at this point because something they ask for is the press kit. You send the press kit along with your press release, and if they decide to do this, they make you a nice page on their site, they link to the press release, they link to your website. It's all taken care of. It is so beneficial. I actually got offered, and, and this is sort of a scam, but I got offered the opportunity to purchase TV time just based on that press release. So, hmm. I've heard, I looked into this and it's something on some cable network and they're like, they wanted like $15,000 for a 10 minute segment on Spike on Saturday morning or just something like that. But, you know, it gets people knocking on your door and that's what you need. That's exactly yeah. what you want. Okay. Yeah. Right on. That's pretty cool. The other thing to watch out for at this stage is once you put out the press release, you're, you're making the rounds. If you have anything that can be considered uh, certifiable. Like if you're doing an educational game that could be certified as like great for teachers or like perfect for the classroom, they're going to try to throw every con at you in the book. Like, oh, for $500, you'll get this, this rating and this frame certificate about this and that. And I'm here to tell you that's not a good way to spend your time or your money. 
Uh, don't even submit those things for consideration. Go ahead and yeah. go find your audience. And yeah. in my case, it was hard because my audience was kids. And <laughs> you can't market directly <laughs> to kids at that age. You can market to teachers and you can market to schools. And Yes. Both of the major app stores have programs for educational stuff. Like, you just have to put in the footwork to actually find where your app needs to go and where it should be bought. I'm into this. It's making tons of sense. Solid. Good. So we're at the stage where our website's in good shape. We've put out the press release. We've gotten ourselves out there. Let's hit social media, right? And I am going to, uh, I want to start with Facebook because when you think about games, you don't really think Facebook, but there are a couple of good reasons to go there. Facebook, for one thing, is most oftentimes going to be the people you actually personally know. That's a good free audience there. I personally have not always had the best of experiences trying to, um, Get people I know personally to help, uh, you know, share, please share this game with the people around you who have children or, you know, uh, anyone who may be interested in this or may benefit from this. It is $1. I found that I didn't always have the best return on investment time-wise uh, when it came to Facebook. But the reason you need to be at Facebook is because the pages on Facebook, the actual capital P pages, you absolutely must have one set up for your studio and your game. And this is something I didn't fix for letter taps until today. I had a studio page for the last like year or more and letter taps got its own page today. The reason you want to have its own page, you think like this is going to spam people and people aren't going to follow both these things. If you don't set up a page, nobody can do a status update and uh, hit the activity button and say they're playing your game. You want to count on the fact that people are going to go, oh, I'm I'm playing BitShifter. I can hit the activity button and I can hit the little thing, hit BIT and then SH and BitShifter pops up. And oh, there's a page for that. They can put a status, man, I really like this game, playing BitShifter. Then people see that, they can click on BitShifter and they go straight to that page where you can pick up fans or, you know, sell the app. If you don't take those steps, it sort of stops right there. Like, John's playing something called BitShifter and I don't know what that means. Yes. So. Yes, you're right, and and I like I like the way you lined out how the how the Facebook page with the capital P right. um, would help your game, and 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 it fits right in line there with what you've established and what I said near the beginning of this, which is that it's it's good for a game to have a, a website and not to just have Facebook as your hub. You know that the Facebook should ultimately point towards the platform where you can buy your software and the page of the software, the website of the software. That doesn't need to be the end all, but the the being able to tag thing is worth its weight in gold. It sounds right. weird to say about that because it doesn't weigh anything, but uh, no, not at all. <laughs> you you understand, but it, it's, it's, it's worth it that just to have that tag on there. I can't remember who I was trying to shout out recently. Ah, it doesn't matter. Long story short, they didn't, they didn't have their Facebook page set up the right way. And I, and I can't tag, any other stuff so it's like sorry i tried yeah <laughs> but <laughs> but it, you, you don't have this stuff set up right and it's so easy to do and it's so helpful it's so helpful yeah and i've, I've got my games page on screen I mean, it's it's nothing hard it was less than half an hour to set up i invited some friends to like it and i picked up 21 likes which means all those people will see any posts I put up about the game. Friends of theirs, I believe, will see it in certain situations. Yeah, make make sure you set up the Facebook stuff because it doesn't take much time. No. 
you really only have to mess with it once it's set up when, let's say you put out a new blog post on your website, go ahead and summarize it, link to it on Facebook, and put a post on your page. Done and done. If somebody yep. asks you a question in the messages or in the inbox or whatever, uh, interact with people, great. You don't have to spend a ton of time on it, but it's real easy to upkeep, and it sits there and does its work for you. Like, it's it's... Again, it's it's nonsense not to do it. Paying for the ads is worth it. I don't know if you were going to bring that up next or soon or now. No, that's fine. This is a this yeah. is the first place you can really put up ads. So uh, tell me about your experience with uh, doing that for your band. It was amazing. Um, Twenty bucks went a long, long way. I don't remember exactly how successful it is, and because of that, I'm not, I won't say how many likes we got from it indefinitely. But it was a lot. It made a big difference, and it was twenty bucks, man. And it was like wow. And 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 you would think, oh, you know, they just go out there and they're just going to shove this anywhere on there, and you're just going to get random likes like this and that. No, I mean, there's people's names that I start to recognize from when we yeah. paid for advertising because I remember. Oh wow, that's unusual. Uh, a name or a profile picture or something like that, and come to find out, it's a musician in another band because he likes similar bands to you, or he's done some of the similar things you've done, and it's just really good. Those algorithms on there so far have treated us very, very well. I was leery about anything, anything asking you for money to do something like that. You should be on guard for. But I have to say that Facebook so far, from my experience, has really gotten that right because it paid off for us big time. And 20 bucks between five dudes is nothing. And 20 bucks between two dudes is nothing. And it does a decent amount of work for you. And you will get neat. Like people actually interested in it because they go, I think how it probably works is it goes, who else likes stuff in these categories that they filled out? These people. Boom, here you go. And then, uh, of course, it works like that. And it, it yields some cool results. It's really, really worth it. Should you pay for Facebook ads? Yes. If you're going to really want this to get pumping, you should make a budget for it. And you should make a budget for it soon, I think. If you really, really want this to be a significant thing. The, I couldn't imagine what it would be like if you just regularly put money in it. And I'm not talking like regularly put 20 bucks in it. Yeah. But just kept, kept that machine rolling always you know yeah Uh, that would be great this is an important note that i'll make uh when it comes to advertising i'll kind of hit advertising everywhere at once just just right now and then we'll sort of move on but a great experience i've had with promoting stuff on facebook you can advertise like as little as five bucks you can throw five five bucks bucks down on on one post and the thing is you can promote a post that's not necessarily your page or your your product you can say, we put up this funny video and you can spend five bucks on it. It shows it to the target audience. And if 2000 people like it, which is absolutely possible, the sky's the limit on how many people will actually just hit a thumbs up on the thing. You on your side on the page get the opportunity to go through that entire list of people who liked it and you can invite them to like your page to actually follow it. You'll pick up a ton of followers that way. Yeah. So that's super beneficial. I mean, if you spend 10 bucks and say uh, 2,000 people see it or something like that, I don't know. I don't remember how it works exactly. Um, and 10 people are very legitimately into what just happened. I mean, to me, that was worth it. A buck a person. I mean, that would be totally, totally worth it. 
yeah, basically whatever you're you're uh, pushing, whether it's a game or an album or whatever, there's a dollar amount you can find where you go if if this person in their lifetime gives us this amount of money, this was worth it. You can figure what figure out what that is and experiment with it. Over on the Twitter side, this breaks down to an extent that we would we would we could spend a week on it, no problem. I've tried it one time to promote my app. I'll tell you the truth. I didn't I didn't exactly kill with it on Twitter. Like this is a, a game for kids that has to be downloaded on the phone and it's a, a paid app. Uh, it's got a lot working against it, but the actual advertising system on Twitter is pretty outstanding. You can target an amount that you want to spend per install if you're doing an app, which is basically how much money you want to spend per purchase. So if I have a dollar wow. app and I want to say I don't want to spend more than 50 cents per purchase, if you actually meet that, you'd be stupid not to keep it going. Wow. So, so if, if you have a popular game, it would be smart to get a, a campaign like that going and say anything up to, th- you know, if, if you have a $15 game, anything up to $3 keep it rolling and just keep that going until it, until it stops paying off. I mean, common sense, even if it's a small amount of money. And if you start accounts with these sites, with Facebook and with Twitter, if you express an interest in their advertising, they'll probably at some point offer you some free credit so you can try the advertising process. Take advantage of that and then find us. Right. We've got, we've gotten free on um, an occasion. This has been true for uh, Google AdSense as well, and and I'm I'm banned from the AdSense program. They still gave me a hundred dollars to advertise my apps, which I happily accepted. Get out there, express interest in it. Find a time to spend five or ten bucks in each place, and if it doesn't work, stop. Just you don't you don't have to keep going, but definitely try and see if that's going to work for your project. That nah, benefits you greatly. I think I think if you. Sp- spent five or ten bucks and in, in the places we've mentioned you're going to yield some very good results it works because of that it's like you said it's popping up in their news feed now their friends are like well, what did my friend is like <laughs> but i mean i would say before I, I guess the only caveat i'd have about advertising is before you do that don't jump the gun so have have a solid thing like the game is just about to release you know um or just released like a season before is that is that reasonable? So if your game's going to be in the fall, the summer before, hype it up, pay into that. What I would say about this is, I think any advertising you do needs to be tied directly to an action that you want somebody to take. I don't think it should be done to generate interest. I think if there's okay. a newsletter you want signed up for, that's good. If uh, obviously if you want people to go purchase your game, that's smart. But uh, yeah, if there's something somebody can go out and do, sign up for something subscribe to something go go ahead go go nuts i think a season before is probably good if it's anything um before the game is released that involves purchasing the game if it's pre-orders great you know have a defined goal because otherwise you don't know if it's working yep i before we're done i want to talk about twitter and instagram is going to take like 10 seconds but uh <laughs> the way the way to handle yourself on Twitter, I think it's a really. And I'm going to learn a lot here too because I do not use Twitter. You know this. John does not twit. I don't. Nope. When you're when you're in creative pursuits like this, I think it's good to start with your personal account. I think your personal account is what people really want to connect with. That means to me, as a developer, I go 
onto Twitter, I talk about what I'm doing day to day. Like I do client work and I'll talk about like, yeah, I'm having a good time in Unity working on uh, this physics system and that's that's cool hashtag game dev and somebody will hit like okay great you know and I'll, I'll check a few times a day and see what other people are up to i have a lot of followers i follow a lot of people so it's it's kind of you're never going to keep up with all of it i think take your personal account use it to to network with people and just just be sincere talk about your experiences do your thing don't don't do a ton of just straight up advertising on twitter that's not paid advertising. That's just organic, like tweeting, hey, go fill out for the newsletter now. In case you missed it, fill up your, uh, put your email in for the newsletter. Blah, blah, blah. Don't do that three times in a row. Talk about your, your cat farting as, as she walked <laughs> by the room. You know, people want sincerity. So, yes. <laughs> um, it's a good idea to have a studio account. That's smart. You keep it more buttoned down on the studio account. Hey, in five days, we're going to have a developer stream and question and answer session. Be sure to, to stay tuned and like and follow, whatever. Just do that button down stuff. Go ahead and retweet it on your personal account. No problem. What I would not do is don't, don't necessarily make an account every time you're making a new game. So if you've got a little single, single player game that's going to be on the, the iPhone store, don't start an account for it, and then go follow half a million people. People do this all the time. I avoid these accounts like the plague. I want nothing to do with that. They're always games I've never heard of and have no interest in. So don't go bother a bunch of people, because you can get to a point where somebody will hear the name of your game and go, oh god, that's that That guy keeps bothering me on Twitter. Like I have no desire to play that game, and it might be something great. But if it's like, eh, that thing follows me and unfollows me four times a week, I don't, I don't really want to deal with that. Just just keep it with the personal and studio accounts. If you have an online game or something, and there may be information about servers to share or updates coming up, bug fixes going out, stuff like that. Yeah, go go ahead and do that. But you could do that from a studio account, too. I, I don't think there's a lot of compelling reason to uh, have a have a per-game account on Twitter. I don't I'm not into that. Yeah, that seems not worth it at all. And like you said, you'd just be a nuisance. That's a nuisance activity. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right. There are a couple of traps you can kind of fall into on Twitter that are just big time wasters. Um, if you're not careful, you will be followed by a lot of people who are just out there to build an audience. We've talked about this a little bit before, but you you want to make sure that you're following on Twitter breaks down into like all the necessary categories. Like it's a good idea to network with other developers, people you can talk to if you have a problem or if you just want to talk shop, that's great. Talk to streamers and YouTubers and stuff, people who are going to benefit you when uh, your game is out and you're looking for positive coverage. That's a great idea. Just regular players at home doing their thing. If you see people talking about like, I really like PUBG, like, oh, me too. Strike up a relationship with that person. Try to get a little bit of everything because otherwise you can uh, you can get a mile long follower list with people who will literally never speak to you in their entire life. And yeah. that, <laughs> that does not benefit you. And if you've had any exposure to Twitter at all, which you have, you know that there's a lot of that. People who yeah. aren't even in control of their follows. It's just robot stuff. Um, auto follows and unfollows and everything. Uh, don't don't go too far down that road. Do establish a, a following audience, but don't... If it's, if it's some guy who gets on, it's just a new selfie of himself every day with a quote about believe your dreams, just leave that shit behind you. 
It's so obnoxious. Dream your believes. Dream your believes. Don't don't fuck with that guy. <laughs> I can't stand that stuff. Do use this trick if you have, say you're you're working on a game that's like PUBG. Uh, before you get sued by Blue Hole, <laughs> it's a good idea. Somebody's going to get mad. It's a good idea to <laughs> consider go, going and looking at the actual audience that follows PUBG's account. And you can straight up follow people in that group and see what kind of interest you generate. Like you can see everybody's followers, which means you have unlimited lists of people who are have taken some action that defines their interest in a certain thing that's similar to what you're doing and you you just i would take advantage of that every once in a while just go follow 20 people out of that list and see if you guys have something to talk about be sincere about it yeah but do not hesitate to go find the people who are taking those actions and just follow them and see if you can strike something up yeah that's good that's solid that's that, that's helpful too because relationships are huge especially early on for one thing they're good for you spiritually i mean it's it is good to connect with people who are interested in your life's work that's more touchy-feely than we probably need to get but it's a good idea to just connect with people who understand it who who get it that's what you're not going to get on facebook your grandma doesn't care you know yeah um (laughs) you're she's gonna like and subscribe to anything she can figure out how Right. Right. And her account's going to get hacked anyway. Do not depend yes. on that. But on Twitter, yeah. you can find your people. <laughs> so that I think the goal on Twitter is to find your people. If I had to tie a nice bow on it, I won't talk a ton about best times to post because they honestly, no two people agree on, on the, the best times to post. But um, I, th- I think honestly on that, just real briefly, but I uh, but I had something to say on it. Ah. I wanted to backtrack to something you said, and then and then we could talk about the times. When you said connecting with somebody that really likes what you're into, yeah, I had been reminded through a conversation at my last show about you know one of the reasons they like hearing my band play live compared to what occurs normally at a at a loud heavy metal concert is that we play notes that they can hear. Okay, sometimes they're very ugly. But they said that they can hear these notes like you you play the note long enough, powerfully enough for for this to be heard and recognized instead of just a flurry of white noise. And so they got me thinking about other conversations that I had. It's not the first time somebody said that to me about this thing that I spent a long time building, this art that I crafted, just like the game. Mm-hmm. You know, it's an art artistic thing. So when you when you have a person that's invested in it that much to be able to critique this and have a good assessment, really good, like it's not a criticism, but I still consider it constructive where they're like, you know, you do this really well and I need you to know that like and I appreciate it. Well, When I hear that where it's got my brain going is now how can I play to that strength? Mm-hmm. So when you make these friends in the community and you get people that really do like these strong points in your development style or the way that you handle this mechanic, how intuitive you made the menu and integrated it into the gameplay to where it didn't seem like you were jumping into an inventory, you yeah. know, and then pulling yourself out of the immersion. I love games that do that kind of stuff with their inventory. You can tell because I'm, I'm bringing it up and getting <laughs> passionate. But it's neat to me to see differently. You know, that's just an example. Like, say you you did you had a thing like that, and somebody's like pointed that out to you. That's good. Good. That's what that community is there for. There's good, p- 
positive people out there. I think the internet and promoting things, especially things you're passionate about, can be scary to people. And artistic people tend to be a little more tender sometimes. Some of them are just uh, very boisterous people trying to have fun, which is how I like to categorize myself because I'm like just kind of bombastic. And I just I like creating because it's just fun. And so, but some people like have this real deep emotional attachment to it, and I respect that. And um, I could see how that could become frightening when trying to release it to the world. So, to kind of give you hope is that um, there's going to be assholes everywhere, no matter what you do. If you sit in an office every day under artificial light and work for somebody else's company, you, there's going to be assholes. If you go to promote your own product out on the thing, the thing that you poured your heart and soul in. This is going to be assholes. There was a far side comic where there was God and he was creating the earth and he had the jar that said jerks and, and the lid had clearly come off of it and it spilled too much onto the globe of the earth and he went, oops. <laughs> and <laughs> I, I, it's perfect because it's just what it is. There's just going to be these jerks out there, these assholes. It's okay. But for every 100 of those, there's going to be five. And I know that seems like a – you're going – well, wait a minute, John. There's going to be 100 people that are going to criticize me. And there's going to be five people that say something good. Yes, because I promise that's going to feel so good and it's going to make so much sense and it's going to push you in the right direction so much that it will just wash all those other sins away. It's like gravy. You know, gravy on food covers a world of sin. <laughs> and, and, and just those five people out of 100 that are going to really get into your project. And guess what? They're only going to find you if you respect advertising and you do it the right way on social media the way that you just outlined, Todd, not being a nuisance, using your yeah. resources correctly. Mm -hmm. You don't need a lot of investment, but a, but an upfront investment helps, and it doesn't have to be much more than 10 bucks. You've pointed out really great free tools for press kits, um, and some of them just very low-cost solutions, and it's like, great. Right now with this budget, if I had to make a budget for this, let's say, and we, and we were following the advice given, we're under 100 bucks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's like you've already done a whole lot. And that's the thing that really like um, this is coming to me, too, because I mentioned this to you earlier in our private Facebook chat, how you really stand out head and shoulders above groups of oversaturated you know, environments is this. This is how you want to know how you really stand head and shoulders over every person trying to make a 2D side scroller. This you mm -hmm. focus on this part because I see this dropped so many times the ball dropped here so many times ineffective advertising not using all you know, the free and low cost things for the indies out here not paying attention to the details in your community and building up and talking and tweeting with people and then what is it for and then that's what that's what has you lost in that sea of oversaturation if you nail the branding the marketing and you nail this part of it really well in conjunction with what you're going to put out like brand and market your game in a way that's going to fit your game and I'm sure we could do a whole show on that, really, honestly, because I think there's strategies that lie there that would be like, how are you going to present this based on the content? Horror, survival, kid yeah. game. You get the picture. But anyways, um, I've rambled enough, but the, the, the very last thing I want to say here to finish what I was just talking about, you know, this is, this is the thing that's going to really put you above that sea of oversaturation is nailing this part, the professional part. The part that makes you a business. This is the yeah. part that makes you function like a business. And when you nail this part, that's when you're really succeeding over your peers in a big way. It's, it's funny because 
we've really struck some nerves uh, according to the the down votes on YouTube. But um, we have spent <laughs> we've spent time talking about when people make these unique games and their passion projects, and they they speak at length about like I've I've been stunned at the uh, the poor outcome and the you know all, all of this whatever like I, I worked so hard on this and nobody's coming out to look at it making something that sucks but then they're advertising it like it's uh you know the witness or you know something really unique and really successful and very popular the other side of that the other thing that i see is i've in in my travels and in my professional uh activities i've come across just outstanding developers who have who have made these brilliant creations that I quickly found a niche where I spent most of my time talking to indies who made really interesting and really exciting stuff and nobody knew about it because they weren't talking about it. And they were still discouraged, like, where's the audience? I can't seem to, like, I've poured my heart and soul into this and I can't seem to connect with my audience. And I say, okay, where did you start? Like, what were the steps that you took? And they're like, well, I made this thing. And I tweeted it. You know, it's like, where is everybody? They're everywhere else. Like, they don't know how many tweets there are in a day. Like, you have to get on top of it. You have to do it smart. If you get real lucky, it'll catch fire. But it's it's such a shame that such smart, talented people put together such uh, masterpieces and nobody knows. You know, there'll always be those hidden gem games because people get it in their heads. You need a, a successful, giant publisher, and that's just not the case. Like, no. I, I describe my studio as an indie studio and indie publisher because that's those are equally important parts. Sorry, you could certainly make a case that my game is not nearly the big, fully-fledged-out thing that, that I put in the work to promote it as because it is a small, self-contained thing, but I promote it like it's my job and like it's going to pay my son's tuition in school. It's certainly not unless we find him like a $200 college to go to, but... <laughs> The important part is, like, I wanted to be sure to do this right and take all the steps. Why not? Like, I owe it to myself, and I owe it to any players who do want to play this thing and and use it for whatever purpose. Let's talk Instagram just real quick. Okay. I do believe a studio should be on Instagram. I neglect my personal Instagram. Uh, I am guilty of that, but I, I don't think that's super crucial. I think it's a good idea for a studio to have one, and your main activity there should be... Basically, you you know the type of thing that goes over well on Instagram. It's artsy stuff, it's stuff with filters, and it's pictures of coffee and little dogs and stuff. But <laughs> crack John up. It's it's pretty true. I like Instagram a lot, but that's true. I do too, but that's because it lets you sort of connect with that. Like we've all got a little bit of that in us. Like yeah. there's you come across points of view throughout the physical points of view throughout the day that you wish you could share with people. Do it. Do it exactly that way. Run your studio like it's a like it's a hipster. Like soda can next to my monitor with a controller here, and I've been working really hard on this. Snap a picture of that and put it up, and it resonates with people, and you will it find does. an audience that way. You may make the argument that it doesn't convert to uh, dollars and cents in, in this big epic way, but it will definitely expand your audience. There's no question. Yeah, and I, and I think a good way to say this to kind of fit Instagram into this and it, and it might end up accidentally being a neat way to explain the different social media outlets is that when you have something wordy, go to Facebook. When you're sharing a big content link to another 
site. Facebook is a really good place for that. Mm-hmm. When you want to have an in-the-moment, um, real-world kind of a post, Twitter, Instagram seems to be the place to go. You know, one of those, just a, just a quick media there. You know, that's what I've noticed. You, you, you pointing out what you just pointed out pushed my brain into that mode of thinking. Because, hey, you know, that's a very candid thing. My soda can, my controller, you know, my part, a corner, you know, you could show a corner of your screen that you got Unity open that you're working on <laughs> yeah. something. You know, hinted. Little, I do, it. Yeah, I hinted. I do the same thing, too. Like part of your guitar is sticking in the photo, you know, but yeah. um, that's perfect. Those are the areas for your little blurps. And, um, and, and, you know, like you mentioned earlier, the personal page comes in handy, and that's another platform. Instagram's another platform, and that personal that personal part of your project can really start to shine. It, there's there's not much else to say about it. I mean, um, that's the place to express life happening while you develop games. And yep. I, th- yep. I think it's great. Like you said, once everything is set up and once you're active in every place, it's usually very simple to see what would fit best on what network, or if it should go straight to the website, like... You'll you'll get into the groove and you won't have a hard time with that at all. Like this is just a, a picture I took. Instagram. Here's a short sentence of a joke thing. Twitter. <laughs> whatever. Here's a here's an article that fits in line with what we're doing right now. We're gonna put this on Facebook. If you do those things, man, you're gonna be ahead of. You you want to talk about ways not to get lost in the indie ocean? Most games are not treated with that amount of reverence that their studios or their developers are correctly taking all these steps. You will immediately go to the front of the line and really give your game the opportunity to perform the way it was meant to. Whatever your game is actually worth, that's the best way to find out what that what that is and what its actual potential is. Very well said. John, thank you for for doing this tonight. Yeah, man, absolutely. It was a blast. If uh, people enjoy the show, you can subscribe to the podcast on SoundCloud and iTunes and Google Play. You can uh, follow our video segments throughout the week at CodeWritePlay.com. You can check out our shiny new YouTube channel by just searching for Game Dev Breakdown there. And we post the full edited video shows on Fridays. So in the meantime, let us know what topics you guys are interested in and uh, whether you're enjoying the show. If you're not enjoying the show, we don't need to hear about that. But uh, if it's anything under our control, like, you look stupid, like, I can't help that. If it's something else, we'd love to hear about it. For my buddy John Scheiber and for Code Right Play, my name's Todd Mitchell. You guys have fun. Keep playing. We'll talk to you next week. 